All right. Woo! Got a sidekick. <gasps> hey, Pen! You're always on headphones, so she can't hear you. But I know, but I think she knows. She's like, that's my aunt. I always forget how little she is until I see Bear, and then I come back, and I'm like... <laughs> You're That's like, so wait. <laughs> I feel like that when I see other people's dogs and I'm like, ah, you're so small. And then they're like, my dog is not small. And I'm like, it's so small. <laughs> it uh, really is. Yeah. Sisters, sisters who've seen it. We are the sisters, sisters who've seen it. Sisters, shooby dooby doo Sisters, shooby dooby doo Sisters, 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 sisters. Sisters who seen it. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. Y'all ready for this? That's the wrong. 80s. And it's weird. Everybody do some drugs. Woo. That's how I felt watching this movie. I was like, did I take drugs and I forgot? I don't know. Yes. You did, <laughs> and you also forgot because of the drugs. Yep, that checks out. But hey, uh, who are we? Oh, listeners, let me introduce ourselves. So we are the sisters who seen it. The podcast where two sisters who are not movie critics look back on some of our favorites throughout the years through a psychological, ethical, and familial lens. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. And dance, magic, dance. Dance, magic, dance. Something, something, baby spell and babies with magic. Woo, dance. And I got a weird bulge in my pants. (laughs) We all hate it so much. Like, why? What? Kate, what's our movie? Uh, Our movie this week is the 1986 Labyrinth. Requested by the one and only Melissa. Woo! Melissa, did you have a dark childhood? (laughs) Melissa, did you have to hang around creepy old men in spandex? Because I am upset for you. Melissa, did you have to babysit your baby brother and you didn't like it? (laughs) Melissa? (laughs) Like, yeah, there's, oh my god, the drama. The setup of this movie is really funny. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is a big jump from um, the Dark Crystals, the Muppets, you know, yeah. the, the typical Jim Hensons. This goes into another universe plane and it's it's 80s dark. Yeah. And I believe Melissa found us because of Never Ending Story. Never. Which is, okay. Sorry. <laughs> which is, <laughs> so which sorry. is also kind of a dark 80s movie. Yeah. Uh, just a lot going on. A lot going on back then. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things. Well, Bridge, I really, really want you to do Me the synopsis. Me to do it? Uh, yes. Please. Okay, I'm not going to get anyone's name right. We know oh, this, right? Oh, that's fine. Okay. So, first of all, I di- have never seen this. I, I thought oh, if I yeah, watched it. Yeah, you weren't it, sure about that last time. Yeah. Yeah, I thought if I watched it then i could be like oh i remember it i don't remember it at all so i was like mm-hmm. this is definitely new and so <laughs> right away you meet jennifer conley who yeah. i believe she was around like 14 actor wise but she plays like a 16 year old so whatever i mean weird whatever weird. but i mean boy oh boy she does not age like it no it, she looks exactly the same as her adult self she will be added to the list of 
actors who is living proof that vampires exist. Vampires exist. Yeah. And she's got these like piercing eyes that are very like mesmerizing. And so when this first started off, I thought, okay, she's like in some weird outfit, <laughs> in some like castle, rolling hills, and she's got a book and it's the labyrinth book and she's like reciting things. And I really didn't know what was happening. And I thought, yeah. are we back in time? Whatever. And then all of a sudden she like runs home mm-hmm. and, and then it kind of goes to like more what at the time would be modern day like which is like 80s ish right like it's not like we were in the 50s or whatever time frame yeah modern day 80s right so then you go to her pretty big house and her parents are like god sarah we want to go babysitting (laughs) so get your ass and babysit your brother and she's like oh my god i can't have any fun by myself in the rolling hills (laughs) and i just am so annoyed by you i always have to babysit and i was like wow i feel that pain okay rude (laughs) (laughs) Um, rude. <laughs> so her parents are like, oh, geez, Sarah, come on. And so they go out and they're like, we'll be back at midnight. And they're just going out in the town. Now, she then really gets dramatic with her baby brother. Oh, does she? Mm. It goes from just like, wow, it's annoying to babysit you, but you're a baby. So I will be normal and just like put you down to sleep and move on. And instead, she has this like crazy monologue about how she just wishes he'd be like taken away by goblins. Yeah, I'm like, damn, he's like crying what did the baby ever do to you i was thinking the same thing i'm like the baby didn't ask to be like taken care of you should be mad at your parents He's um, just sadly blown. She's just trying to be a baby. Oh, so no. this is then it becomes Jim Henson-esque and little like goblin creatures are all in the room. Did that scare you when you saw that? It didn't scare me because I thought oh. it had like some funny characters. I was like, ah! <laughs> I hated it. It's jarring at first, but you go into the movie being like, it's a Jim Henson movie. I expect to see some like creatures, right? I mean, I guess, but not like surprise, like the ring style. I hated it. it yeah. And then they like were like popping around on the sheets and stuff and so it got a little like it had a gremlins vibe too yes so this then sets up where the goblins actually listen and she gets this wish and all of a sudden she blinks and her baby brother is gone and she's like oh no this was not what i wanted i was just thinking i could complain i didn't think i actually <laughs> lose my brother like the rest of us <laughs> you know yeah. i just wanted to send out a tweet and have people be like totally i get you <laughs> Um, yeah, she really needed Twitter. That's she true. needed Twitter. So <laughs> then all of a sudden she's like, oh, snap. And who pops into her window but David Bowie? <laughs> it's a lot. Who, I'm just going to call him the Goblin King because I don't remember his his name. But he is the ruler of all these goblins and creatures. And he kind of explains to her, like, I have your brother. And she's like, whoa, dramatic. I didn't really want that. And he's like, well, you wished it. And okay, here's what I'll do. I'll give you 13 hours or something like that to go through this crazy labyrinth yeah. maze which then you have to get to my castle and if you make it because I think there's like a lot of mystical magical things and you'll never make it then you can get your brother back and her character is very interesting because she's not like I could never do that which you kind of would expect all she did was complain and be bratty up until this point <laughs> instead yeah. she turns into like a hero and she's like I'm gonna do it and he's like okay and then he puffs away like an owl or I don't even know what was happening oh I don't know no one knows. And then this sets her off into the maze, which was very Shining-esque, you know, with oh. this, like, big hedge Oh, maze. no. Not the hedges. And this is where I'm going to hyperspeed this synopsis, because I don't remember all of the creature's names until I go through our notes, but she meets a goblin that 
is like, go this way, go that way. Then she meets kind of like other like silly creatures that help her. And then it gets to the extreme where she gets so close that David Bowie has to kind of intervene every now and then and try to like stop her because she's getting closer and closer. And it even gets to like a crazy army scene. But (laughs) ultimately the big theme of it is like around childhood and is around like growing up and is around like, you know, having to like face these challenges and how no one really protects you when you're growing up and like moving from childhood to this kind of teenage adulthood. Whether I think of The Dark Crystal or I think of Never Ending Story, she had these like moments that she had to like get past these like next phases that had a some sort of like meaning to it. And then ultimately she saves her brother. Thank God, because that would have been awkward to tell the parents about a goblin story. They'd be like, Jesus Christ, Mom, Dad, David Bowie stole the kid. She's going to the loony bin. She's saying that. Can you imagine? They'd be like, oh my God, she hit the liquor cabinet. Oh, (laughs) I mean, she was babysitting, so... And then uh, all is well. And then it basically ends with like kind of like a Muppet party in her room. And I thought, wow, is this not childhood in the <laughs> 80s? Because I don't even I don't even know what did I hit the synopsis? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that okay. was a good overview. Okay. Yeah. Rewatching this older was interesting i mean i saw it not as a kid like i think i was in college when i first okay. watched it i was like wow that's fun and then you know now i'm obviously older than college age and i feel like i found out about some stuff that like made me like look at it differently and yeah. i'm debating if i want to share it or not because i feel like it's gonna like change people's perceptions of it share it in this like not a good way though this is the place to share it i i, I think i told you i wish i never sent you the article but i read some really in-depth articles like analyzing this and it's pretty intense well maybe i'll bring it up when we get to like a more relevant part yeah because it's related to one of the characters i guess well you know we start off with a 1990s microsoft screensaver of a cgi owl oh fun fact oh this was like the first cgi animal what Ever? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I know. Okay, well, then I take back my joke. Well, that's no, fun. It's, it's still a really good joke. But, like, George <laughs> Lucas was a part of this. Jim Henson. And then he, like, pulled in people from the Dark Crystal, which the Dark Crystal had its own, like, technical advancements. Yeah. And I read that and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I, I wrote the same thing. I was like, trippy owl intro. It's like, but Microsoft kind of clip art makes sense, too. At least it wasn't clippy flying through a labyrinth because that'd be too much. <sighs> that would be way too much. <laughs> would yeah. not be the same effect but yeah yeah we, we meet jennifer conley right away her character's name is sarah and you know like most 14 to 16 year olds she is doing solo ren fair in the park that's a better with description no one else around her except her dog um who so... looks like noodles from the little mermaid oh Wait, that dog's name is Noodle. <laughs> Wait, did I get that right? <laughs> I, if that's true, that's amazing. Because I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about with the dog. Oh, yeah. His name oh, my is God. Noodle. Good memory, Brit. Look at me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the dog's just chilling. And I'm like, I feel like this dog has better things to do. Because that's how I feel right did now. Did I get this right? Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> the internet, like, popped up. No, that, that 
I got that really wrong. The oh, dog's Jesus name Christ. is Max. Okay. Well, I like noodles. Continue. All right. Well, this dog, I don't know if this dog had a name, so we can call this dog noodles. But basically, okay. Sarah's like, oh, no, I've been solo acting by myself for too long. And now she, homegirl was an hour late going to babysit. I'm sorry. How Like, how interesting is your little book? I just, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know, know why she it. couldn't have done that at the house. You could do it at the house. I don't know what was happening. I mean, but even her dog was like, let's go. Yeah, he's like, I am noodles and I'm hungry. <laughs> so go home and feed me. Well, then the dog got in trouble because it rained, right? And so he, yeah. got, he got sent to the garage. Oh my God, I know. It's so funny when you see movies like this where it's like they show like a kid and parents. Because like these parents were like, so it was like a stepmom, I think. Yeah. And she wasn't rude. She was just like, you're late. It's like, you're literally an hour late. And she was like, what? you're so mean to me. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Really bratty. I mean, it was 16 Candles vibe I got. Like the really 80s dramatic of like, mom. I was kind of annoyed by her. I was like, wow, she's like a brat. Meanwhile, the dad was like on Quaaludes because every time he spoke, he'd be like, I'll go talk to her. And I was like, (laughs) what? What is this acting? It was so weird. She was like way over and he like was asleep and I didn't know what was happening. But they leave real quick which is great and then you know she immediately starts screaming at an infant and she accuses this babe of stealing (laughs) a stuffed animal so confused this poor kid like he literally cried the whole movie like he's just like crying like how did they do that i don't know but i just wrote she screams at her brother complaining about her stepmother always making her babysit and she calls on the goblins for help question mark (laughs) Like, the arc to be like, God, I hate to babysit, too. And also, she wasn't even, like, with friends, right? Like, the drama of just, like, being alone made her mad that she then could also be alone. Which I kind of was like, isn't that what you want your parents to leave so you can, like, continue your, as you said, Ren Faire? The solo Ren Faire, yeah. solo Ren Faire. Like, wouldn't that be your, like, dream? You just do it inside. Also, it's raining, so you had to come home. Also, Noodles is outside because of you, so I hope you're happy with your choices. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, just, it really it went from zero to a hundred on like i hate you and then the the i mean honestly the baby's just crying and crying and crying it's and i'm so like sad. this is not working like she no. she's not even like consult i don't know it was as you would say aukies it was aukies and then she basically offers up her baby brother to sacrifice i don't know what we call it it was a lot and david bowie's like hell yeah i'm into baby napping and you know <laughs> she doesn't really have uh, in my opinion, a realistic reaction to seeing David Bowie appear no, in the no, window? not at all. So, like, I would have screamed. And she was just like, wow, hey, there you are. I was like, Sarah, wake uh, up. Yeah, and even the goblins in the room, like, they warmed us up, mm-hmm. and she didn't even see them. So it's not even right. like she, like, had something in the room move, and then she was, like, aware of it, and then David Bowie shows up. He just shows up through her window, like a magic, yeah. you know, Wicked Witch of the, or the Galinda. <laughs> and just totally (laughs) casual totally casual yeah and then he's like really fucking condescending and i'm not here for it i don't have time for this and then he's like here sarah here's a like like he makes a snake appear and then he like throws a snake at her and i was like i hate it but it's not a snake and like i didn't like any of it i hated it so much i wrote weird snake appears like the craft he throws it at her (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah, uh, he was just yeah, fucking yeah. rude. He's like, well, you asked for this. He was like very mansplaining. I was like, I don't have time. Okay. Sometimes well, people say things when they're annoyed. So get I, over it. Okay. I feel like David Bowie, honestly, as like an actor feels weird to me. Yeah. Because he's just, in my mind, he's just David Bowie, right? Like he's just like playing what I assume he's like. And then he just so happens to be king of the goblins. Like in real life, if he went around and was like, I'm king of the goblins, I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, I believe it. So you are. So he was also kind of weird because you didn't, I don't know, you just were like, he has, he's like still acting like an adult to a kid. And and he was like, I like you. And you're oh, like, oh, I hate, oh. Okay, here's creepy. the perfect time for me to talk about my uncomfortableness that might ruin this movie for everyone. No, it's, it's part of the movie. I know where you're going. Okay, so one of like the true crime podcasts I listened to, the theme that they did was like groupie crimes. So a groupie, like someone who like worships the band a la almost famous right so one of the like cases that they talked about is they were going through the story of a real person who now is a woman but at the time was like a 13 year old and was like a groupie and part of the story was this person slept with david bowie and was like that age and like the setup of like how it like came to be was really creepy and it was really like him was like initiating it and like kind of pressuring and like it just like it has changed my whole like perception of him so like watching this movie I'm like okay so he's an old man and this is a young girl and he's like oh I hate it like it just like really I mean listen I understand the art and I'm not knocking the music but I don't know how I feel about him as a person and I understand he's past and it is what it is but like it just is really weird to watch this now because like I kept thinking about that in a lot of parts and that whole scene where he's like at prom with her it's like a weird prom and I was no, like I don't like it I don't like it I don't like it I, I don't like it I, I, I hated it and I mean he he essentially says he gives her an ultimatum like I want to just be with you Blech, Which, gross this is like the childhood to adulthood stuff on like how do you navigate these like predators right like oh god but it's true um so I, re- I read similar things that like he definitely had gotten called out for some statutory rape stuff. Yeah, really not okay. Uh, But, you know, like most things, when somebody passes away and it like already, what happens then? You know, like they pass yeah. away and it's just kind of like it is what it is. But it doesn't sit well with this movie. It's just weird because he's like a guy who, it's not like he was in a bunch of movies. It was like, oh, this was your big movie and it's you playing like a predator uh, with like tight pants that nobody likes and you're hanging out with a baby and that part I don't know what to even compare that to because that was the weirdest motivation for a villain is like oh I want to hang with this baby like I don't want to eat the baby I want to hang out with the baby and like dance around with the baby and you're like but do you like Uh, are you sure because you could just be a babysitter then I don't know or like does it help the goblins in some way like he didn't really have like a real motivation for it besides like well someone wished it so hee 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 it's like now I get to sing a song yippee and you're like wait what yeah. alright we gotta move on because okay, okay. I, I just I feel like I'm gonna get stuck on him being okay, okay, uh, okay. kind of creepy well and we'll get to those real parts where he is real creepy but the the CGI gets ruined when he's like my <laughs> castle is over there and you're like oh that age is so bad that's that Microsoft Paint again where you're like clippy oh, 
Hey, oh what did you do? Uh. But she just like signs up for it. Like this is oh, where yeah. you're like, okay, you were kind of bratty and complainy and now you're like down to go on this epic quest for your brother. Like, okay, Frodo, like what? <laughs> You know, she is like Frodo. I think her and Frodo would make a really good team now that you for say real, that. For real, for real. She's yeah. like, okay, fine, let's do it. And he's like, <laughs> I'll oh, fucking take the ring, let's... whatever. <laughs> Go get the baby, fine. <laughs> so she very quickly meets one of the main characters, Hoggle. Yes. Who, I don't think he was a goblin. I don't know what he was supposed to be, but he was not a human. And his voice is played by Jim Henson's, um, is it? Babysitter. Son, grandfather son oh <laughs> brian henson oh and you're like okay but i felt like hoggle had like by far the best personality arc oh yeah storyline it, it was, was pretty very, fleshed out it was very like child wholesome you know like he yeah. just wanted a friend and couldn't believe someone was his friend even if he did stupid stuff and you're like oh i yeah. liked him a lot but he's kind of cranky in the beginning he's kind of a grump i think he's so fucking funny because he's like peeing in public so you're like uh, okay. Oh, and then he's literally murdering child fairies, which is the funniest thing ever. Because she's like, oh, no, be nice to the fairies. And he's like, fuck the fairies. I'm going to spray them. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. We love you. Oh my <laughs> Join God. our team. Yeah. But he helps her get in. And then he kind of is like, right, bye, good luck. He's like, I don't want to help you. And, you know, Sarah's got t- she got a tough time in the beginning. She doesn't really, she well, can't kind of figure out where to go well right away. He, he keeps repeating the same phrase right he's like things are not always what they seem and this is mm. like part of the like childhood lesson she looks left she looks right and honestly it both looks like a long glitter wall there's a lot of glitter there's a lot of glitter a lot of 80s prom glitter yeah yeah and then we meet a little worm a wall oh worm <laughs> with a scarf and he had like a british accent did I, is that what i heard i thought it was a lady but like yeah something <laughs> I think it was a man. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, it could have been a lady, but then he was like, come see the missus. And I was but, like, which like, missus? The worm wall wasn't helpful like most people and was like, go left. Oops. I think I got that wrong. Or right? La la la. Yeah, it was like, go in that direction. And you're like, wow, thank you so much. And then when she's away, he's like, oh, you don't want to go the other way because that's right towards the castle. I was like, ah! I could have made this movie way shorter. (laughs) Okay, look what you did. I hope you're proud of yourself. And then we get cuts to the baby who is still crying. And this is where we get uh, the first um, singing song. Oh my God. This is the dance magic dance. I have a lot of like, ha 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 (laughs) types. Because, and I literally read, oh my God, this baby actor must have been traumatized. Definitely. Because, all I did was cry. I think the baby's name was Toby. Yeah. And then, like, David Bowie's always holding it, and now he just starts singing to it, the Dance Magic Dance song, and, you're, and I'm just like, what in the what and in then the they, like, world are, is happening? They're throwing the baby, and then the goblins are, like, making the baby dance, and you're like, I don't think the baby likes it, because the baby's crying all day, so I don't really understand. But, like, they weren't trying to, like, hurt it. They were, like, literally, like, no, baby, like, this is the part of the day where we do a dance number, and you're one of of us now and again i had so many questions about why are we adopting this baby in our goblin gang and nobody answers it ever well and kate how about this for like a sequence so brian froud yes who did the dark crystal illustrations that's his son toby the baby oh i thought you meant 
my brain was like, David Bowie's his son? And I was like, what a this weird connection. This guy's super old. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, poor Toby. Um, What the fuck? Anyways, but yeah, David Bowie, like, and then it kind of got funny because he threw him so high up. It was like kind of comical, which I think they needed more of that because it was getting yeah. like a little serious 80s. Yeah. Am I right? But yeah, it's just, it's weird to have a, a song break out. I'm sure some people love this movie because of that. I was a little like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the songs are like not super memorable. Like that's the most memorable one. And it's not Definitely. even all of the song. It's only like the refrain and they don't sing that all the time. So it was weird. I just kept writing. Wow, there's a lot of shenanigans. There's a lot of that going on. Well, and she wastes a ton of time because all of a sudden oh, yeah. he's like, in nine hours, you'll be mine. And I'm like, she just wasted oh. four hours. Hours talking yeah. through a wormhole? Like, what happened? Or how long is the song? I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, girl, you gotta get move on. This is where you're not like Frodo, because Frodo is moving. He is moving and grooving. She needed a Sam. Nobody's napping. Get it going. Yeah. So she then comes across, I wrote <laughs> Scottish Guards, which I don't think gives anyone indication of what that is, but this was the one where it was like, one of us always tells the truth and one always lies. And then you're like, I don't fucking care. I was so confused. I'm annoyed. what? And then she like goes on this whole thing where she explains like how she knows the answer and I still just sat there not sure what was happening and I was sober bridge. I swear to God I it was like there was no drugs in the system. I, I don't. Unless I got roofied. I, I don't know. know if it would have helped if I somebody is sober <laughs> or drunk. Because I honestly felt the same thing. I was like I don't know the point of it but again I think it was a childhood lesson of some people lie, some people tell the truth but they all look the same. And you're like yeah. But she gets yeah. it wrong right because she gets it I wrong. don't know I guess because she falls through which this was a really cool scene oh I love this part this was cool and these by the way I looked this up a hundred people <gasps> were used for the hands oh my god so it's basically like this well that she falls down yeah. and it's all of like mime hands that people turn into faces if people it's like, so cool can't remember this part because it's incredible you should just look up this part but they were all four feet in the air like all oh these God. people were on this rig and even jennifer connelly was like strung up on this rig as she was like falling down Jesus. i just jim henson's creativity like this was a perfect example of something i have never seen again yeah and what were they called bridge do you remember what they called themselves Oh no, what were they oh, called? They were like, we're the helping hands. And I was like, did y'all come up with that? Because well, that's really funny. The creativity ends there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought of Napoleon Dynamite with the Happy Hands Club. So, oh my God, can you imagine Napoleon down there? <laughs> He's like, God, Jen, fall down the well. Gosh, <laughs> so annoying. Ay, ay, ay. So they're like, do you want to go up or down? Homegirl chooses down. Wrong direction. Go up towards the light, please. I I would never want to go down. Who wants to go down? There's nothing ever good down. It's dark down there. Mm -mm. And then she ends up in a little jail, but it's not a jail because Hoggle's like, hello, this is my jail. I'm here too. And they team up. And you start to get the sense of like, okay, Hoggle like kind of wants a body. Yeah. You know, like at first he was, like you said, just being and being like, go away, you're a girl. Murdering fairy children. Yeah. Murdering fairies. And all of a sudden he's just popping up and he's like, oh, hey, I just happen to be down in this well, (laughs) just hanging out. I'm totally busy. <laughs> 
And then David Bowie shows up. And you're like, what? Because he was like, oh, she got farther. I'm like, did she? She seemed like she went the wrong way. It seemed like she fell down a well. So I just feel like we're not going the right way. Yeah, David Bowie, I wrote, uh, is just, you know, cosplaying as a homeless person. Like, he he is also very dramatic. Because he could have just, like, appeared. And instead he's like, no, 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 no. I gotta get a costume for this reveal. So ridiculous. I'm gonna get a costume and just literally sit for one second and then take my costume off. And you're like, David, you could have just, like, I don't know, been there. What? Well, and he starts giving Hoggle shit, right? He's yeah. like, hey, you helping her? And Hoggle's like, no. And then Sarah's like, what? And then we're all like, bleh. <laughs> dance, magic, dance. Dance, magic, do, dance. Do, 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 do. Speed the fuck up of the time, because it's taking a really long time. Woo. Well, again, we lost four hours, and then in this giant long thing, it probably was like two minutes, and you're like, what's happening? Yeah, and then Dave Bowie's like, oh, you think the labyrinth's like super easy, do you? Well, don't worry, because I'm going to whip out my saw-like death trap in this tunnel. Here we go. And then you're like, ah! It was Indiana Jones on steroids, because this big old evil saw cleaner ball thing was coming, and it was going to get him, and I hated it. I hated it. I was like, this is the dark deathness, and I'm telling you, this could be in the Saw movies, and you're not making it out. Well, and she, she starts to, like, again, take this advice of, like, things aren't always as they seem, and she just decides it's Inception and moves a wall, and somehow they're saved. <laughs> right. And you're like, Sarah, you really are, like, learning quickly, but also how? How? Then they meet a weird guy with a Spanish-accented bird on his head, and I am I would prefer to skip this, because I don't think there was any point to that. Wait. At all. I couldn't even tell you one thing they said. Wait, was this, they were like, there was a fire, and they were all oh, dancing no. around? No, okay, not wait, yet, What scene Bridge. was this? Oh, Bridge, don't worry. Oh, <laughs> you don't remember this scene, because literally nothing important came of the scene, and I was like, wait, why is this a fucking scene? I'm so confused. No, I know his purpose was to get her to pay, and that's where she takes Hoggle's money, and he's like, hey! And then that is only relevant later when David Bowie's like, where's your money, Hoggle? And he's like, ooh, I lost it! <laughs> um, but other, other than that, no purpose at all. Um, This guy just had an ostrich on his head and was like, pay me! He was like a toll booth. I hated it. And then we have more Saw-like torture because we meet the character Ludo. Oh, okay. I had to spell this 8,000 times. <laughs> I was like... Pluto? Hudo? Luto? Ludo. 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 Got there. I also put noodles. So maybe noodles were on the brain. (laughs) Maybe there's noodles on the brain. Oh my god. Don't worry. Noodles comes back later, Bridge. Don't panic. I have a good line. I wrote, Ludo is the sloth of the goblins. Yes. Very goony sloth. It's 100% correct because he's a gentle giant and Sarah saves him because he's also getting tortured because this is a horrible place that nobody should ever hang out in ever and we hate it. And I still am convinced someone gave me a roofie when I wasn't looking. Anyway, so, oh, and then there's another really cool effect where there's like these doorknobs and they can like talk. Or not, uh, door knockers, I should say. No, that was really cool. So cool. She takes it out of his mouth. Yes. I loved that. I thought that was really cool. Because that like didn't look like a puppet. Like, I think it was just the like material or like maybe the colors they use. But I was like, ew, that like really looks like a metal face 
talking. It's they, so weird. They did a really good job. Uh, but, okay, then she picks the right way. Now she's getting better luck. And th- then Ludo, like, falls. And I'm trying to, like, uh, then I got lost. Uh, I'm confused. We end up in, like, a terranium. That's the best way I can describe it. Because now we're in, like, a jungle. And you're like, okay. that's stupid. And, oh, Bridge, this is where... Mm, the okay. fire. Yes. Yeah. I wrote Fraggle Rock? Question mark? Fraggle Rock on crack? Is that what they nightmares? were? What, were they Fraggle Rock? What were they? They were not Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock <laughs> is not trying to murder you. They're just trying to get you to read in the caves. Okay. This was really scary. And I actually, I don't know if you came across this fun fact, but apparently this scene like was so horrible to like film and it took them like 5,000 tries and it doesn't even have like relevant to the plot. Like oh there's no God. point in having this fucking scene in here. Well, it, somehow it's like Ludo falls Sarah gets isolated she meets these weirdos by a fire that at first you're, she's like oh you're silly and weird and then like you get the sense they want to like get her and then it's like human centipede shit and I'm not here for it yeah but th- then their heads pop off and then like it's so weird because they're also singing a silly song so you're like wait uh, what is the emotion right now I don't know I was afraid but she basically throws their head and runs away and i thought well that escalated it escalates and then they try to take her head and we all hate it and again my question is what the fuck was the point of that jim you could have saved us five minutes jesus simultaneously david bowie's going back to hoggle being like you're not helping her right oh my god where's your money and he's like if she kisses you you'll turn into what like a A prince prince. the prince of the land of stench he really he really was using that land of stench I don't I was like what why would she kiss him what in the world's happening (laughs) and then he keeps saying that to her every time he goes back to help her he's like don't kiss me and she's like what but then she does at one point you're like what (laughs) take a sip every time you go what when you watch this movie because you'll be a dead person but the pond of eternal stench I felt did you just call it a pond what what was it called (laughs) it's the bog oh the bog of eternal stench <laughs> the tiny pond of a uh, Honestly, I felt how gross that smelled through the movie. Oh, yeah. It literally seemed like a giant heated turd. I hated it. And they just were almost falling in, and the bridge was collapsing, and everything was dramatic. And I was just like, get away from here. And then the rocks make fart noises, and I didn't ask for it. No, but yeah. And it there wasn't it like, like, I just feel like this movie needed more comedy. Like, in the beginning, one of the goblins was, like, kind of funny. Yeah. And then, like, you have like the worm wall and you have these like these little moments that are funny but it needed more of it and I think that Bog was trying to be like oh we smell bad and we're making fart noises but it just came off scary it was scary because I was like don't get stinky guys like no that's gonna be rough to get out if you step in it you'll stink forever and Ludo's like pretty close to fall you're like Ludo this ain't good for you because you're like spazzy mcspazzer pretty much and this is also where we meet the little fox who who is named oh. Sir Didymus, who he definitely wow. was on drugs. He took all the cocaine that someone in the set of the 80s had, and he sniffed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he was, something's happening. He definitely sniffed it. He sniffed it all. I I liked him by the end a lot. Yeah, no, he, he had a lot of character. He had a lot of gumption. Like, he just didn't yes. give up. It's a good word for that. But when you first meet him, and you're, like, battling him, like, Ludo was like, oh, sloth, leave me alone. <laughs> sloth, 
hates the Vox. And then when he's on your side, you're like, okay, I get him. But it was very weird. It was like they fight and then all of a sudden they're like, now we are brothers because I have now respect for you. And I was like, what is this like? Is this like teaching Sarah that like dudes fight to then make up? <laughs> like, what's this lesson? I was trying to get the point of that. It's so weird. I don't know the answer to that. All I know is Ugh. he had a cute dog that we're naming Noodles, and we know that's not the name. But... <laughs> oh, oh, and then I was like, wait, do you know that this person stole your dog and now just shows up? No, it's fucking fine. Because now the dog is a slave and he gets ridden around and the dog hates everything. <laughs> and I was the dog, by the way. Like, that was me. The dog's personality is me if I was in this land. Oh, my God. And, and yeah. And, and then, like, then all of a sudden we get this magical peach because oh. David Bowie is like, Hoggle, here's this peach. I want you to torture Sarah with it. And Hoggle kind of has this, like, basically Adam and Eve, like, moment yeah. of crisis where he's like, oh, you're hungry? Take a peach. And then Ooh. we're really on a drug trip. Yeah, this is where the 80s prom takes place with masks. It's like a masquerade 80s prom oh, because those it. sleeves, though. Oh, mm-hmm. I hated it. Basically, she gets sent off into a drug-hazed bubble and I go, we enter another dimension ballroom and I don't like how they made her, like, pretty. Like, they put yeah. a lot of makeup on her. It was, it was like, gross. It was toddlers and tiaras. And then the creepy man is like you know watching her throughout the room and nobody likes it no it was it was really like how i feel with the whole child beauty pageants like oh god little sunshine my my inner like fire alarms were like "Uh -uh, uh-uh not good not good and then he's dancing with her this goes back to his do i think that david bowie is only known as this like pedophile statutory rape person i don't think so i i do think when he was big and famous and crazy I'm sure that a lot of them did that, which is disgusting, but yeah, probably the I truth. think a lot of them did, and unfortunately, probably still do. And I didn't get the sense in this movie he was like going for it. Like I think that was a character choice, which made it even weirder to me. Yeah, I don't know. It, but somehow she breaks out of what I call this Alice in Wonderland bubble. Well, she. This is what I wrote. I go. Sarah's like this is a little too statutory for me. Gotta go. <laughs> she <laughs> breaks through some mirror. And then she ends up in a trash heap. Which... I, the world of garbage, I wrote. Now was... we fall into the world of garbage. Uh, Bridge, what do you think the childhood lesson is here? If you don't like wearing dresses, you look like trash? Like, what are we learning? I don't know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> eventually I look at it like if you keep collecting your childhood stuff and you never let it go you like never grow up and you could look at it like it is garbage at some point even though you had like sentimental value to it because the garbage lady puts a little trick on her and she ends up in her room and she's like oh man the labyrinth got me and now I'm back at my house but then she kind of gets distracted and she's like wait this isn't my room this is garbage and it's like how you look at it so I have 
actually thought there was a lesson. I thought it was dramatic in the way that it was like taught, I guess. Oh, I thought that the garbage lady was a little dramatic because I was like, does this homegirl sell like things at a store? Because uh, oh she is the ultimate saleswoman. You want her on your team. I'll tell you that. When I used to commute into <laughs> New York yes. in my times when I lived in Staten Island, I would get on the bus with a lady who collected the bottles, like cans oh, and okay. bottles. Yeah. But it wasn't just like one bag. It was like six bags. Oh, no. And I got the same vibes from this lady in this film. Like, it was like, I got a lot of stuff going on and I don't need you here looking for your baby brother. Yeah. Like, she wanted to, like, mess with her, but at the same time, like, she was busy collecting garbage. Yeah, because she was like, ooh, this is cool. And she's, like, putting it on her pile. And I was like, whoa, now we're, like, now we're doing theft. So I don't even know what's going on. But, you know, uh, it's fine yeah. because she breaks out and then her friends are all magically there and they're like, oh, look, castle. And you're like, what the F? Okay. Let's do it. I don't well, know. And Hoggle is having his own crisis because he's like, I gave my only friend this poison peach and I'm awful. And right away, Sarah's like, listen, Hoggle, shit happens. Okay. You gave me a bad trip and I forgive you. And he was like, holy crap, you do. I can't believe you forgive me. Well, she only forgives him after he comes in for the assist where he jumps on that giant guard thingy. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, okay, okay, okay. Now you Gucci. Because if you didn't do that. <laughs> Mm -mm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh my God. And this like fight scene is very Lord of the Rings, but like, oh yeah, Muppet style. And with um guns, because I'm pretty sure someone whips out like a Tommy gun at one point. And I was like, um, okay, a little take it out of the magic. But and fine. bombs and boulders and like it. Yeah. <laughs> it went from like, oh, we're silly fighting these like little one on ones to like an entire army. It's so, like explosions and like, how is there no blood anywhere? I, because I, like, there's definitely dead things I around us. I told you that I watched this with Mose, yeah. and we both were like, this is like a Michael Bay movie right now. Like, oh no, how did we enter like the most action packed <laughs> blowing up scene ever with like these characters? But this is when I fell in love with the Fox character because he was just oh, yeah. like, he He's just cool. never gave up, and he was so funny and just ridiculous. I love the part where they get like surrounded like before the big battle actually starts they're surrounded by all the goblins and the fox is like all right charge like meaning to like run towards them and then the dog like runs the opposite way but he's riding the dog and he's like you're going the wrong way and I was like again the dog is me I am running the opposite oh my god I am going to hide in a little house just like the dog did yeah you gotta save yourself so get off my back thank you yeah and Ludo like saves the day he's like oh yeah it was basically when Sloth Hey, like, you go. Yeah, yeah, that was his <laughs> moment. And a boulder basically takes over this army. Um, I also want to make an important reference that at one point when the fox, Sir Didymus, is riding on the dog, who we have also named Noodles, don't forget, he <laughs> goes, hi-ho, Silver! And I was like, ah, an it reference in my labyrinth movie. Get out of town. I can't believe, Bill, he would have died. <laughs> Bill was there riding his bike and I was silver on noodles. Yeah. Wowie wowie. But yes, we make it into the castle and then Sarah's like, guys, even though like I didn't really do anything and everybody else did stuff to save things, I gotta go alone. And nobody yeah. questions it. They're all like, good luck. Bye. See ya. Yeah. This is very Frodo of her. Yeah. Again, watching it with Moe's, he makes like a brilliant reference. Have you ever heard of the artist MC Escher? Yeah. Who makes all the crazy stairs? That's mm -hmm. exactly what this looked like. 
like yeah oh. she had a picture of the <laughs> stairs in her room oh <laughs> i did is that like did everyone know that i thought that was like such a brilliant reference he did oh i mean um cool oh we all know that <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i did know that but like a lot of the stuff in this movie like they they did little foreshadowings like in her room like if you look oh, up close okay, okay okay so like the staircase was foreshadowed okay a giant it, picture of it well and then david bowie really turns on the like serenade charm ew i don't like it also i just want to go back um something really important to me oh. is a line that sarah says when she abandons all of her friends that did nothing but help her and she could probably use more help mm. they're like if you need us call us and she's like i'll call you and i go sarah says she'll call her friends without asking for their numbers which is a move that i myself have also done <laughs> in bars well done sarah so anyway sorry Wait, do, you, to... do you do that when you want to irish exit the bar like they're like oh i'll go to the bathroom with you kate and you're like no i gotta do this alone and you know what <laughs> i'll call you if i need anything and then you literally run out and get a taxi i gotta drunkenly try to get up one flight of stairs but to me it feels like 500 and I, there's <laughs> somehow there's a baby somewhere so bye-bye i'll call you <laughs> oh my god i love it so yeah. hard yeah oh. this is very trippy these were also really cool effects though because you watch like there's one part where david Bowie he's like walking upside down and then he like whoa and then it's he cool. goes right side up but i was like how'd they do that it was real it's really really cool but i was distracted by his creepiness he keeps being like i'm exhausted living up to your expectations i've given you everything i'm offering you your dreams and i'm like oh i hate all of this like predatorness and i'm like what are it. her dreams because she dreamt of having her baby brother back and you were like no not those dreams just the uh, again it's very man Explaining where he's like, that's not really what you want. Actually, what you want is. <laughs> he's like the bog of eternal stench that's what i hear when he does his mansplaining so oh my god could you imagine if the next time uh, someone mansplains to me i'm like you know what you sound like right now you sound like the bog of eternal stench and then they look confused and i'm like yeah that's right that's what i thought all right In 1986 from the movie labyrinth um, honestly i feel like we are kind of trashing this movie and poor melissa must be like crying at this point because um, I I feel like there are like there are people that like love this movie and it became this cult classic because I think it was the last movie before Jim Henson died and wow. it didn't do well when it came out which I, oh. I kind of understand that however mm. it started once people like analyzed it more it started to get this like cult following and so like literally right before his death death people he, people were like were telling him like it's getting more traction people appreciate it etc because I don't get the sense Jim Henson goes in as like I want to make a really creepy movie with David Bowie. No, I don't think so. Like, it just kind of landed that way. And, like, this last scene, to me, like, it, like, took it over the edge. I'm like, oh, you're so creepy. Well, because the lines that David Bowie's saying, he's like, I'll be your slave. And I'm like, but I don't like it. I hate it. Well, and she screams, which I hope you also do this at a bar. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I will do this at the next bar. You have no power over me. You have no power over me. I'm going to scream that at the end of the mansplainer when I call him the bog of eternal stench and then he'll be like I still don't should, should I do that in like a corporate meeting like when yes. I'm asked to do something and I'm yeah. like you have no power over me and I'm like well <laughs> I am your boss and I'm like oh damn it damn it you're right but like damn no it. power over me I don't know but like okay. real power like labyrinth 1986 David Bowie power like bubble crystal ball power 
I don't think so. Jim Henson power? No. Helping hands power? Helping hands <laughs> No. <laughs> just helping hands power. No. And then we, and then basically you get like, you go from this whimsical wild world to just smacked back to the house. Yeah. Toby's sleeping like a baby. Oh, thank God Toby stopped crying because I'm still crying and I don't oh. know what happened. Oh my God. And then her parents just show up and they're like, Sarah, we're, we're at home magically at 12. Hooray. Just hope you had a good night. And then she parties with all the goblins. And I thought, what in the world just happened? It, it went, the final scene was 10 seconds. It was really fast. What happened? I don't know what happened. That's where more of the drugs kicked in. Like if there's a drug where it's like a delay, it was Definitely. That. Oh my God. No, no. You know what it is? If anyone has had an edible where oh. you're like, ah, you know, I don't think I'm feeling it. You know, like it takes maybe like an hour to hit. I'm not really like feeling it. Let me take another. And then you get that like hit at the end. Yeah, that's exactly I feel like what it was because all of a sudden it was like dance, magic, magic dance. dance. And, and everyone's like, like the fox is hanging off the wall. Ludo's oh dancing. Like, uh, and then this is where the lesson I took from this was like you can still always be a kid or you still always have your like you don't always have to grow up so fast. You can kind of still have like a little fun when you want. I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading into all of those things too much. But The lesson I took was, you Ooh. know, it's a good way to convince yourself you really don't need their number. You can just pretend you have it <laughs> and have an imaginary dance party with them in your room and that will make you feel better for not following up with the easy step of getting the number. Is, is it like Snapchat? Like you get home, you're drunk, and then you Snapchat them all and they're like, Katie, <laughs> we're still at the bar! And you're just like Snapchatting. And I'm like, sorry guys, I went to find the baby and i i You're don't like, know what happened. i got nachos i'm home everything's great <laughs> sorry i had to make choices yeah listen i don't think this is a bad movie it's interesting and i think actually like if you're a kid like i would like to watch it with a kid i feel like that would be kind of fun yeah. it'd be fun for me would the kid like it don't know I mean, but i would got, have a good time it's got good ratings yeah yeah a lot of people ask this question like what age is suitable for the labyrinth and it's like i feel oh. like eight and up honestly yeah yeah i think it would almost be better the younger you are because yeah, you would miss I do too. over the creepy factor that we see that we don't like. Right. And then I can like sit and watch the kid laugh at like all the fart jokes. And then I'm like, okay, now I appreciate the fart jokes more. Yep. I mean, it is PG. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I don't think any movie was above PG in the 80s. That's true. That's true. But watch it or don't watch it, Kate. I would watch it. I just okay. think you need to. I wouldn't watch it by myself. Like, I feel like it would be more fun if you watch it with someone else. And I think it'd be more fun fun if it was a little kid because they're going to like it, probably. Mm. Or they'll be terrified and scarred for life like Toby. Who mm. knows? It's a crapshoot. Take a chance on a family member. I don't know. Where do we think Toby is today? Where do we think that little babe is today? I hope he is in therapy. Um, <laughs> I think he needs some, and hopefully we're okay. I don't know. He yes. just always cries whenever David Bowie comes on. Oh, He's like, no. I don't know why I keep doing this. Oh, Jesus. What about you, Bridge Watch or Don't Watch? I really like your idea of doing it in a group. You have to watch it if you've never seen it. Yeah. Do I need to see it again? No. Sorry, Melissa. But for a kid, a kid that's like kind of funky kid, like not yeah. like a kid that gets scared easily, I think could have some fun with it. No wussy kids for this labyrinth. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 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 
Mm. You need some little Sir Didymus kids. Who oh are my ready god! To you need noodles <laughs> into battle. Yes, definitely. Wowie, wowie! We got through that. That was poof. That was a labyrinth to get through. Wow, <laughs> reference. <laughs> Love that. So. <laughs> well, Bridge, I have a movie pick for you. Bring it. Okay, so this movie is a different genre. It's a different year. Things are different. It's different. It's di- It's going to be different. <laughs> okay. Okay, because we've been, you know, we did a lot of Halloween and spoopy, and that's a fun time. And then we just did a kid's movie, but, you know, very dark kid's movie, if you will. So we haven't really got a chance to do this type of movie and this is a genre that you like and i typically don't like but i do like this movie romantic this is a drama romance and it says music but mm, debatable i don't know about that part so this is a 2001 movie that's right it's a very interesting premise and it actually takes place where you live this we're going to chicago girl what oh yeah i didn't know this actually took place in chicago so that's really funny so this movie is i think very iconic um it was you know trying to i guess push some boundaries which is like funny to say but i think that was the intent and if i say the main actress you're gonna know what movie it is right away so let me give you the description bridge are you ready i'm ready a white midwestern girl movie to Chicago where her new boyfriend is a black teen from the south side with a rough semi-criminal past. And they actually left out like the main point of this movie. This is a 2001 movie Save the Last Dance. (laughs) They didn't even mention dance in that. What the fuck? Freaking God. I believe her name was Sarah in the movie too. Oh, Oh my God. Julia Stiles. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Like I loved this movie to the point that I bought the soundtrack and might have with my friends tried to match the dance. The chair dance at the end. Well, like now would people play that dance now? It's not good. You see them make fun of it, right? When being younger, I remember being like oh my god she's so cool like how does she do that cool dance and and then like people making fun of it now I'm like yeah it's funny because that's the dance she does for like the dance academy and you're like wait is that like to get into like Juilliard and you're like wow all you have to be is white and terrible and then you get the chair that's it yeah talk about white privilege my god wow Kate I'm really thrilled about this pick (laughs) I just feel like I'm nervous that watching it as an adult, I might be like, oh, no, it's so bad. Well, you know. that's what we do here. You, or maybe, Bridge, who knows? You might be like Melissa and you might be like, you know, fuck all y'all. I still love it. I just, I think there's going to be like a lot of cultural appropriating. Yes. Terrible racism. Well, and I'm looking at the director and this name looks like a big old white person. Oh my God, I'm so wrong. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Everything's great. Uh, Never mind. The movie's going to be awesome now. I'm beyond thrilled. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Well, and Bridge, yeah. I just want to say, if you were babysitting me and <laughs> I was being annoying and crying and you sacrificed my life to the Goblin King in 
total of two minutes or less. Um, and then you had to go through a labyrinth and come find me. And then I, there's a lot of staircases. Oh. I would oh. not crawl up all those stairs for you because oh. I'm a, literally a child and I don't think I have the strength <laughs> to do it. And also I love you. This description is equivalent to the movie plot. Like what I'm happened? I'm so sorry. I'm lost. I'm lost in the labyrinth of my brain. Kate. Bridge. If you happen to fall down the well of helping hands. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, where should I go? And I was with you. And you're like, where should I go? I'd be like, up. Yeah. Go thanks. up. Thanks. Have, and have them toss you up. Have them just kind of, just grab those hands. Just let yeah. them toss you up. Yeah. Don't drop me in the scary dark Don't dungeon. Don't go to the saw wow. dungeon. Oh, thanks, Bridge. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, and listeners, if you also uh, would go up <laughs> in a scary well with helping hands, and if you think that staircases make you tired, uh, and if you wouldn't sacrifice your baby brother to a David Bowie. Uh, okay. Okay. You should write us a review. Mm-hmm. I just had to get out of there because mm-hmm. I was yeah, getting lost there. in the labyrinth. Well, you, you dig it. Yeah, I understand. It's a puzzle. Okay. All right. You should write us a review because we love reviews and we love written reviews. You can review us on Apple Podcasts along with some other podcasting apps. We also have a website, sisterswhoseenit.com. If you scroll down on the main page, there is a form you can fill out to request a movie. So this movie, Labyrinth, was requested by one of our listeners. Her name is Melissa. Mm. Shout out, Melissa. She did the right thing. She went through the labyrinth. She found David Bowie. She beat him up. She told him he has no power (laughs) over her. She went to the bog, something, something. Just kidding. She didn't have to do that, guys, because it's easier. You just go on the website and scroll down and then you fill out the form so if you would like to request a movie you can do that on there and bridge what else can they do on our website they can do what melissa also did which is oh, buy us did. coffee oh we love melissa yes oh my god melissa and Ugh. um we're not gonna say that helped her skip the line but it did so it did what it what, <laughs> what it is is it's a site a ko-fi site you can also find on our website where you can donate money to us and that money then helps us determine who our real fans are um and yes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm turning it to you i'm just bullying everybody i love um, it <laughs> and you're, uh, you're very david bowie i don't know <laughs> And, um, yeah, and wow, if I was listening and then you suggested Save the Last Dance, I think I'd throw like $100 because that's how freaking thrilled I am to watch this movie. You have no idea. This is like my childhood. That's a lot of coffee bridge. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. So everyone else should do that, not me, because that's, I guess, the point of it that I don't do that. That's what we already do now. But yeah, you get it. Yeah. So check all that out and we hope to hear from you guys. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week for Save the Last Dance. Oh my god. What's the song from it? Is it Follow Your Dream? Not as hard as it may seem. That's all I remember. You gotta lose to get your dream oh, on yeah. your own. You might see. Then you dance on a chair <laughs> and get into Juilliard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all or nothing. Give oh your everything. <sighs> ah. Ah. And see. <laughs> all right. Bye bye. I love you. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to Sisters Who Seen It. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website at sisterswhoseenit.com, where you can email us, request movies to be reviewed, and keep up to date with all things sisters. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next week.